what I realized was that uh, very often uh, this is the state that I watch, but I'm not even conscious that I'm watching like that, you know, until sometimes people come and join. People used to sometimes come and sit and watch a bit. And I see how much part how they participate. I am not participating. I don't have the feeling of participating. I'm feeling of just viewing. But the viewing is so uh, fresh. It's not. Uh, there's no judgment. There's reactions, laughter, or something happened. But it's almost like, like how I am normally, anyway. So the 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 watching is taking place and. I cannot say. I I I, I said you 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 must experience a life like this. You have to experience a life like this, where it's not. It's not hot. You don't get uh, caught up into judgments and uh, and if the judgments come, there's always some distance between the judgments or any other phenomena, any other any any other sensation. It's like that. After a while, it stops being a kind of like a doing of it. And he realized that there's no doing of it. And if we really understand this thing, in a way, the higher truth is that nobody is really doing anything. This is why, in a sense, ultimately they're not responsible. You have to know this thing. If we know only lesser things, meaning that you really believe in the person, then you can judge their action. And in that world of thought, then you can say, yes, you know, they also believe, because they also believe that they are the doer of action. Then it completes the, the, the illusion. Mm -hmm. Because if one party did not believe that, you know, it's an it's a, it's a illusion, delusion, then it wouldn't work. But both parties, the one who is seen to be doing and the one who is judging the doing, are both uh, co-creators in that delusion. So, this is something that became so clear that um, someone is doing something like this, and sometimes you have to talk like this. Why are you doing this? You know, you said you would not do this. Why are you doing this? But after the seeing comes, those words cannot be in your heart too much. You, you know, you're quick to say when I say, "But I didn't do it," and you have to say, "It's true, you didn't do it." You know, it's not. It's not a doing. That some the consciousness is responsible. You are the consciousness. You cannot say that you are not the consciousness. You are the consciousness. But it's like there's not really that you're doing anything deliberately. What can happen is that you can change your um, what do you call now? You can just you you can play in that box in that room. But as soon as uh, it's very easy to trigger your 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 letting go of that, you know. I mean, you can play, but you're never totally in it. Mm -hmm. Something you have to play along because the interactions are happening in bodies in which consciousness are believing themselves to be persons. So in a way, there has to a little bit be a cooperation. Because if if I addressed each one only as consciousness when they are addressing themselves and me as persons, yeah. then we could not really correspond. You understand? The thing is that you know, this is why I say that when you realize the truth, when the consciousness realizes the truth in one body, it, it doesn't 
awaken the truth in all the bodies. It doesn't make it doesn't happen in all the bodies simultaneously. But what happens is that the consciousness in that body realizes that it is the same consciousness in everybody. That that, that root consciousness is there. And that maybe you may call um, true understanding or compassion or something like that. Because knowing that mm, although you you are able to speak with the otherness in the language of otherness, but you will never really be deluded by it because underneath the bigger truth is that really there's a sameness. So both things are happening. There's a seeming dialogue that's happening with another person <coughs> and know that consciousness is, is in that uh, form and it's, it seems perfectly natural. But that language sits inside a bigger understanding that is just isness. It just is. And uh, and in that understanding there is just a stillness. There's no doorship, there's no somebody going or somebody coming. It is just a space uh, it shines inside the body in just uh, like emptiness. Because in that place, there's no measurement. Behind the I amness itself, there's no measurement. So we can't talk about it. You can only be this. This is your total resting place. Effortless resting place is in that place before the I am begin. And which is there when the I am begin, the I am can only begin in time. Whereas what is behind the I am was not in time, it's always been here. So the I am started. And when I am started, the world started. Duality started. I and you started. And play. But behind this, where all of that movie, that bubble of I am creation, beyond this, it sits inside that perfect um, reality. The words can never do it. They're not meant to. They could only be a pointing finger. And by themselves, it's not enough. The pointing finger has got to somehow correspond to the open mind. Pointing finger, open mind. When pointing finger meets open mind, then insight can happen. Pointing finger meets open mind, uh, illumination comes. In seeing happens. When in seeing happens, then out seeing is kind of taken away. When I say out seeing is taken away, it's like the surface of the manifestation there, but the meanings. When it says that the world disappears, it doesn't mean the physical world disappears, it means the meanings given to the world disappear. The world that appears in the mind as names and forms and meanings and concepts that will disappear, meaning that mm, it's any meaning that feels to be inherent, any mean that meaning that seems to be real, they will be seen as illusory. And when those meanings are illusory, it means that that world is always changing in terms of just energetically. So it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist as it does in the mind. In our mind we think it exists. 
but it's only a world of meanings. We think we are talking about a material world, but we are always talking about a psychological world. You see, we think we are talking about a material world. We're all living in the material world, but actually, what we are living in our life is a psychological life, a life of feelings and memory, of comparisons, aspiration, doubts, of fears, you know, imagination. All of these things is the color of our existence, and all of this is illusory. When they say the world is not real, we're not speaking about this physical manifestation. That also, in a sense, is not real because it's always changing. And always changing means it's not real. It means that the mind fixes it and makes a photograph of the world, and then makes the this photograph seem as though it's fixed and it's tangible. But the world also appears in our dream, and it has equal credibility in our dream. And that world that's created in our dream is made out of dream substance. It's not made out of, you know, five elements. The five elements in the dream world are dream. The five elements, which seem to be uh, the the five mm, physical elements, correspond to the the five physical senses, in a sense. Uh, so these elements, they are only as real as they are believed in the senses. And so in the dream world, also these elements combine together and display a world also. But when we wake up, we have to confirm that that world that we saw in the dream was not a tangible world. It wasn't a world that you can, you can't weigh the stones now in the waking state, the stones that appeared in your dream. You could weigh them in your dream, but now you cannot weigh them in the waking state, because they have no physicality. They were all made out of dream substance. Now the the world now, which is in this waking state, dream also. But while we are in the state of belief in this waking state, then the waking world will be real, and it's a world of meanings. We don't realize people don't realize that what we are speaking about is a world of meanings. We talk like we're talking about the solid world, but you're speaking about the world of meanings. This is why each person's life is different, because the meanings are different. Not just because the bodies are different, but because the meanings are different, the psychological patterns are different, and from one day to another day, you are different also. Because you cannot repeat any day. How you are today is completely unique tomorrow. Because you cannot repeat today. There are certain energetic, what I would call styles of thinking, a kind of modification, a kind of a groove through which the consciousness will flow. But even though it flows through that apparent groove, it's always unique. Each moment you fresh. And the point of saying that is that uh, in our Dynamic expression, we're always changeful, not fixed. The thing that is the most stable in us, in our dynamic state, is the I am beingness itself. The I am beingness is the most stable because that's the that's the one place where witnessing can occur. Witnessing means that I must be in a fixed place to watch and observe and measure movements. 
if there was two things moving, they couldn't measure each other. One must be fixed to measure the movement of the other. So relatively speaking, the weakness is the unmoving part. But only in comparison to the, its physical uh, perception, the, the, the phenomenal perception. But at a, at a more deeper and um, more mature stage of seeing, the fixed weakness also becomes phenomenal, meaning that it also is a movement. And the proof of the movement of the weakness is that it's not continuous. It's in a cycle of waking, dreaming, deep sleep. So it is also, this is the movement uh, of the weakness itself. In relationship to the weakness, what the weakness perceives are in movement, and the weakness is still. So, at the heart of the phenomenal person is the I amness, and at the heart of the I amness is the absolute. Somehow, in elucidating some of these things, for me, it's just like the angels of being singing. They sing. And when they sing, somehow, it's the, it's the vibration more than the words. No. The words in a song, both the words and the music together, they come. So I feel somehow when we speak about these things, it's not just the words, but the vibration. The vibration is the song of the words. So some people listen and they understand the words, because the words are also the vibration. But some also just respond to the vibration. And the vibration is much more like an intuitive, the intuitive body of the words, which are much more, uh, more dense. The energy behind the words, uh, the more intuitive, they are the song of the words. So back to that first point was that how we do we how to how we are we perceiving how do I perceive because you asked me watching this this uh, thing which are you know we're reminiscing now about uh, being in India and uh, we're watching these images of myself hugging people and in the darshan and this type of thing and how does it feel and uh, the question was uh, maybe. I like, do, do you feel any, is there any difference when you watch your body? Like, all these phenomena cause, mm. like, when we, I guess, when we're having satsang and everything, so, you know, your pictures are everywhere, and mm. always, it's always around you, so I just, because I never asked you My this question. My pictures are around me, what do you mean? No, like, you, everywhere we put your picture, and we, it's kind of, like, uh. Uh, it's in my phone, it's in computer, <laughs> it's uh. in... So I'm saying, how how does it feel for you? Like you see your body, you see. Ah, I see. What's its symbol? I don't know. Cause yeah. The, the so then I have to consider. No, if you, if you don't have anything to say, it's okay. No, 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 no. Because sometimes I have to find what I'm what I feel. No? <laughs> because there, there is a kind of a, a little bit of an abstraction there for me, because there's something that's neutral, because I'm seeing everything together. I'm not just seeing my form, seeing the interactions. Yeah. I'm feeling also the vibration of it, like that. And um, uh, then I was looking at the darshan, 
for instance. And so I could uh, kind of recall the the quality of my seeing. Like that, you know? Mm. Like just how the seeing feels inside the body in, in such moments. Yeah. Because they are just it's just completely empty. Mm. It's just completely empty and uh, then the body parts are moving uh, automatically. The body parts are moving just something move them like this and something looks at that one and all of this is sort of like um for me it is it is like i am there in this and but i'm also beyond it so i'm able to kind of watch watch that movement taking place and it's very sweet because i'm not doing anything at all but also watching that there is some uh, uh, there's a power that guides these movements kind of inspires them to to move it's a kind of an impulse to to whatever but to myself also i feel like i'm not moving doing anything at all you see so i mean i'm i'm that's my most um truthful um place if i have to try and give some indication of what's happening there is that uh, both like now let's talk now so this conversation is happening like this and there's intelligence in the conversation there's memory in the conversation that all these things they they are what is the most obvious and the most true is that everything is coming out of this vastness this this looking from this nothingness the speaking comes out of it the thinking comes out of it the sense of the continuity of this body and um, seems to come out of it and sometimes like i seem to have this feeling like i would like this body to be well for instance no mm. because sometimes i feel like i'm coming near to dropping it's going to drop away mm. and um uh so there is something that feels no you know uh, i want to enjoy being here I'd like to see this place you know open up to uh, all the friends who can come and so on and so on so on. but i don't know if i'll be able to see it through or something like this sometimes i have this feeling and something uh, there's a, there's a wish for the continuation of the body but it's like another another not it's not another but at the same time there's something that really doesn't care at all this is a funny thing uh, there's something which really doesn't like and and that seems to be uh where i am because um if i think about it like this thoughts come like you know, okay so what happens if this if um, the body falls away and it would be really good you know i mean you know what does it take and, uh, just you know it's so easy for you to do it you know it's so easy what is there you know everything is easy for you why why you don't do this another part uh, says why are you thinking about that forget about it <laughs> you know and i'm saying no, then the voice comes and say but but if you forget about it you know the consequence of forgetting about it is that you're putting on more weight you're feeling more pain in your body it's going to go and it thinks it's so it's it's like 
why are you worry about this thing? You know, you know, there's no end to you. So why are you worrying about it? So there's this kind of thing happening inside, sometimes. Mm. And the reality is that I cannot catch the energy to do it. But sometimes it can happen. Like, uh, but it cannot happen by intention. In a way, I can say that there was a time I could use more intention. Uh, you see. But uh, but my intentions have faded. So whatever mechanism there was to be able to to employ intention, has sort of like been dissolving. And then there's a memory of uh, uh, maybe I could have used a bit of more determination energy, but <laughs> but it looks like you're not. In one way, it's almost feel like, but why you don't try? I say yeah, but. And then you know some part of maybe our education say, you know, you sure not? It doesn't excuse and you're just being lazy, and sort of being lazy. Um, yes, I seem like something is very lazy for that. It's not lazy to speak the truth. It's not lazy to meet people. It's not lazy to. Um, so many other things. But for many, many other things, it's lazy. If you want to use the word lazy, we can change the word for something else. Not interested, maybe. Mm. Like uh, when I was in Moscow, uh, he was telling me it was very easy. You know, you can start and do some simple yoga, simple yoga, just like this. You know, put your hand like this, and stretch spine. I'll show you the, you know, the the sun worship or sun salutation, mm-hmm. sun salutation. And I said, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, maybe uh, we can do some. And inside, this voice is going, "You're joking! <laughs> <laughs> you're joking! Why are you telling him that? You know, you're not, you don't have this. You d- that's not for you anymore to say this. You know. So then I said, you know what? I don't know." We have to see. So, and then the feeling is, if someone says, "Okay, let's do. What about tomorrow? We do this thing at twelve o'clock." I know it doesn't go like this. I say, you know, you can make that happen. You can do this at twelve, and then I see, yes, they can do it because they're in that orientation. You know, that 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 is something that your mind still works on this level. So consciousness, you know. Gives you that freedom to kind of say, okay, twelve o'clock, you're going to do something. But for myself, I see I see that as a very powerful weakness in some way. Not only, uh, not just that people who have an intention and do it. Uh, it's fine. I enjoy something about this. I love and respect something about this. But if it's there, if you are dedicated to this, then I find a huge weakness about it. Mm. Well, not natural. Because what is natural is just natural. It doesn't even have to be flexible. It's just natural. So it just moves as it does, you know. And in our human language, we speak about uh, flexibility. So it's okay. I understand that that something feels okay. All right, let's do this then, or whatever. But all of this already is. All of this for me is already written somehow. But it's not something that is 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 useful to tell everybody. It's not 
you know, most knowledge in the world is not general. Most most knowledge is specific. Um, so, in order to speak to many people, the important thing is to get them into the same orientation, the same vibration. Then they can listen. They can't listen cold because they will all listen through their own filters. You know. This is why it's good when you come to satsang. Already, something may help some people to already tune in, so that they can be receptive at that deeper level. Otherwise, it takes time. And for me, uh, sitting with people over so many years, it would sometimes take one or two or three satsangs for them to kind of just to defrost from their mental and psychological um, tightness to be able to even begin to hear what you are saying in 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 the correct way this voice in you and the my the voice i have inside my head is there a difference um i don't think there any different is if there's a difference is the way in which i regard them mm. you understand because yeah. i always know myself as beyond the voices, any voice. I use the word voice, but it is just like um, thought. Yeah, it is kind of thought. They can be sattvic or otherwise. It can be rajasic thought as well. But it's a kind of intelligence also, and it's the play of consciousness which always flows in duality. So, because there is an interest, this place comes into being. If there's no interest, no play comes into being. So, because there's a bit, you know, um, something is in this body still, which is that uh, this body has been very, very fit in in a great deal of time in this life, and uh, over a period of time, it has been kind of getting less fit and more uh, sort of like unwell in many respects. I have a feeling that somehow the work I am with people in a lot of lot of times and very in very close energetic kind of uh, you know connections with a lot of emotional energy, a lot of psychological energy pointed towards towards in this direction, and it has some impact somehow. I feel this impact inside the body, and it brings a lot of strain and uh, on some level. But in myself, as I am, I am not affected by it. But in my physical manifestation, it is affected, affected by it a bit. Now, this physical aspect of myself used to somehow interfere a little bit with the with the with the, the sort of interactions with people, like how I was eating, how the body was feeling, and so on like this. Um, if I was tired, that would make a difference. But it doesn't seem to make that difference now. So you said it's the difference is about how you regard that voice or that Yes. Isn't it like um, okay, you have the, a thought, and another thought says, "Well, that can't be true because I know this other thing," but that's still a thought. You know what I mean? Thoughts talking to thoughts about thoughts. This is one consciousness that. Thoughts are not just talking to thoughts about thoughts. Thoughts are engaged with consciousness in its belief that it is a person. Yes, yes. 
And it's not just another thought, you know, it's 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 a, it's it's like the core thought. This is like the source thought. This is like a this is like the sponsoring thought. This is like the first born. This is like the first concept. It's not any regular two three star concept. You're talking about the the birthplace of concepts. So it's in, it's relating to the sense of uh, it's relating to the consciousness in consciousness's own hypno hypnotic belief that it is it's conditioning. So, you know, why it's different is that the consciousness is the I amness itself in a deluded state. But even a deluded state, it's a just a tremendously powerful. It's like even a even a even a, a drugged lion is it's dangerous. You know, I mean, the fittest cow could not fight a sick lion. So even in a in a in in a deluded state, the consciousness is the most powerful, and and the the the, the mind, the aspect of consciousness that functions as mind, that intensifies the feeling of duality, can only really confront that consciousness. It has to be working at the consciousness constantly. Otherwise, consciousness wakes up. It's like if you you're going to work, you're working nine to five every 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 day, or you know five times a week. You're doing this for years. They give you two weeks holiday a year, or whatever it is. If they give you eight weeks holiday, you probably don't go back to work. You know it 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 has to be. They have to keep you on the nipple of this work. And in the same way. If uh, the mind always has to be working at consciousness to keep it deluded, it has to keep topping up the drug of identity to remind you in so many ways that you are a person. Because if it doesn't do that, then you wake up to yourself. You realize, oh, you you would know that that uh, you're not the thoughts. Whatever conversations go on, I am aware of myself as uh, in the form of the I am, vaguely in the form of a person also. And that's there. Because, uh, because also because of love. Uh, because of the love that uh, even love in its most deluded form is still love. And um, so, consciousness still supports its um, even its greatest de- illusions and delusions. It's still the child of the same consciousness, and it looks after it. So, um, all those functions and capacities are within myself. Uh, what is different from before? Is uh, that I am one with my absolute state, and also I'm also uh, present in my relative expression also. And in my in my dream state, in in my dream state, by dream state I mean dream from the point of view of my identity state. I can you know that that can still be there. It's somehow there, but it's not there. It's there, superficially. It's not there, uh, you know. 
as the highest truth is just there superficially and uh, it can be there it causes no trouble you can say that uh, it functions as a father to my children or to whatever it is it's still there it still has to do these things if I forget everything about that that's that's also fine and sometimes consciousness uh, chooses to do that if you want to use the word choose to just completely let go of all um, you know all the relative ties in every way just uh, just let go of it almost like throws it off so whether your child dies or doesn't die doesn't make no difference to you you know whether somebody's beating your mother or not doesn't make a difference to you because well, you can say that it doesn't make a difference than beating your mother than beating any other mother or any other person. You see, the consciousness can take on that degree of um, what you may call um, unbiasedness, where it just sees it sees things just like this. That uh, that the only difference is the is the concept concept of me and my that makes you know give preference to you because you're my friend or something it can manifest like this also and don't feel any 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 bias towards anyone does that serve the, does that does that like in some way serve like say your family if you if you can let go of this like even to let go of the ties um somehow. The, the, the example i'm making at the moment is a very extreme example yeah. of uh, one who um is able to you know break all ties in the in the physical um realm so to speak they this almost like they're not anybody's son there's no anybody's father they are not anybody's friend and it's not an attitude they are they are trying to keep it's just that they've reached that stage but consciousness doesn't have to go to that stage it has many ways of being totally itself wearing different clothing you understand you understand what I mean by this? Uh, you know, it doesn't always have to look like there's not a, a template for a realized beings expression. It can it can in one way be a housekeeper and have you know, fifteen children and do all kind of stuff. It can it can have all these. You see, it doesn't have to conform to the kind of religious ideals of any particular group. That you know you have to be behave like the Dalai Lama or something or whatever. You don't. It doesn't have to have any kind of standard of behavior. It can be very very different. But the world judges according to the the world's limited, the conditioned world or conditioned mind judges according to its own traditions. You see. But you can have a sage like uh, Drupa Kunli, for instance, as I spoke about the Tibetan Lama, who uh, who. His behavior is totally unconventional in spiritual, you know, sort of realms. His behavior was, you know, like he made love to his mother and stuff like that, and uh, was always running after sex with young girls and getting drunk and stuff. But his realization was completely pure, completely pure. Now there's a lot of people who like to emulate Drupa Kunli by hide behind what they think is their own weak tendencies to then say, yeah, you know what, Chupakunli, you know, 
say, yeah, but you're not him. Mm-hmm. Okay? All right, so there is this kind of stuff. But he came at a time when uh, there was a tremendous amount of um, conceitedness in uh, in the Tibetan world, in the world of the spiritual world. There was a lot of uh, uh, kind of like the how the priests and the people were there. It was a lot of exploitation, a lot of arrogance, a lot of this type of thing. And so consciousness manifested this form, called to challenge completely the traditions of that culture, to completely tore it apart in, in, in what seems completely opposite to their religious, you know, sort of um, correctness. I mean, you would just do the most strange things but in another aspect the consciousness doesn't behave like that it behaves in a different way so we cannot set a standard for that because in reality it's beyond all of that it only performs in the theatre of consciousness these roles to somehow to display its total power and perfection and that no human intellect which is also an aspect of consciousness can comprehend the total power and potential of consciousness. The only way you can do that is to completely uh, die to yourself. As long as there is this this trans, the roots, the tendrils of uh, the egoic identity, it will begin to grow again. Some kind of, some brambles will come. Which are fine. Mm-hmm. Just if the the understanding always somehow protects itself, refreshes. Uh, it's funny because watching this, um, like watching this movie, watching this film, to try and satisfy a little bit the question you ask. Um, some other factors comes into watching, you know, like my upbringing, for instance, you know, <clears throat> because, and also my own individualized personal expression, you know, because a part of me is very shy, so I see this shyness also. There's a, a sort of shyness. It doesn't mean anything at all, actually, but there is that kind of uh, quality present, and um, like. Uh, I don't like people making a fuss about me. So, but something permits that because somehow it seems to be there, and it is. It is sort of like because it's almost as though if I say to you, everything that's everything that's going to happen is already written in terms of its physical unfolding. But at the same time, I am saying that the story is being written as it goes. And yet, uh, both these statements are true. <laughs> so we have to understand with another part of our of our being uh, how these statements can be true. It's like I say, the world isn't, is not what you think it is. And I say, 
the world is exactly what you think it is. Mm-hmm. And both these statements, they are true. And if there is anything to them at all, the, the, the purpose or power of them is to break this reliance and show how limited our language is. Because perhaps the most, the, 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 the closer language becomes to actual truth, they start to, concepts begin to explode into paradoxes. And you start to bite your tongue, basically, um, before you go into silence. So I don't think we really, at, the, at our normal consciousness, normal um, conditioned state of consciousness, can really comprehend really the the magicality of truth, in, in, even in the play. We cannot comprehend. Kind of like only when you are nothing, then this um, this wisdom which has no boundary can just dance. When when you are not there as you. When you are there as a you, as a as a you me. And then it's like um, it's like everything slows down. It's like you're moving in quicksand. When you are free of the I me, I me you, and then uh, the universe just uh, it's just this behavior is different. Out of the space of our own beingness, when it is freed up from a conditioned mind, which is. Uh, Freedom from conditioned mind, then <coughs> you're really in the in the domain of God, basically. And it is everything is there. It's funny, it's fresh, it's unconquerable, vast, and uh, very very serious and completely hilarious <laughs> at the same time. It can be anything at all, and and nothing of nothing of it. This is this is the fascinating. If you want to say like that, if I want, I'm using this silly words now. Because even to say like it's fascinating, so well, for whom is it fascinating actually? Because it's just uh, for convention, or for the conventional mind. But uh, what I was saying is fascinating. Is how consciousness can spend what we call human earth time, so much of it in this body, which of course the consciousness doesn't mean anything at all. Whether something is for ten years, fifty years or one thousand years makes absolutely no difference to consciousness. But at the same time, in our mental frame, we say consciousness can spend thirty years in a body talking complete nonsense. It can do this completely unaware of itself, of the power of itself. And this it causes to to be like that. Because you cannot uh, introduce or point the finger at another 
another place where it can where, where it can come from apart from consciousness that it can spend a whole lifetime several lifetimes hiding from itself and and and, and, and believing its delusions yeah I said this is amazing for me you know and 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 fighting the world to defend complete you know yeah, it's like going to war over an, an egg sandwich or something <laughs> and you know destroy nations and, and I'm sure it's just having a laugh <laughs> you know I mean you know it I, 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 don't, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, I mean, if it wants to be ridiculous, it sure knows how to be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and then another twist, you know. I mean, nothing can, nothing, to say nothing can challenge this wisdom. This, this, there's no nothing apart from it. There's not any anything apart from it to challenge itself. So it can do exactly what it likes. Even somebody goes, I don't believe in consciousness. It's self-consciousness. It's like that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it says the most beautiful things, and it, and then it rises up in another body and goes, "That's rubbish." <laughs> yeah? And when you see these things, what can you say? You just have, you you just have to be in love. <laughs> I mean, consciousness says, "I hate myself." <laughs> okay. I mean, who else can say this kind of stuff? <laughs> I hate myself. He said, no, nah, not really. I really love myself. And then he says, well, who says both those things? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I said it, but not me, really. So I never said anything in the whole world. <laughs> All these things we can see then. <laughs> and if you don't get entangled in all of that, it just becomes something it's it's totally divine. So at the end of the day you have to say that, you know, don't put don't put too much importance on learning anything.